I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to mini episode 242 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have three spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 6th of December 2022 and story number one comes from Sorav. This happened around seven years ago. The story starts as I got my first job in a newly partly built hotel on the outskirts of a famous city in India. I was really excited as this was a new city and a new opportunity to meet new people. I was ecstatic. But as I was getting closer to the hotel, I started getting strange vibes. It is in an area surrounded by trees that were all barren and without leaves almost dead. In between a huge property outside in the entry gate, there was a security guard. Beside him was a broken idol of a god. I found it a little odd as it is not common to see broken idols in our country. Inside the gate there was a huge fruit orchard and in the centre was a paved path. In that orchard I found perfectly ripe fruits were just on the ground and getting wasted. That is one more thing that was odd. But I really didn't pay any heed to it. I was allocated a room in the corner of the fourth floor. I arrived at the room and I was not really comfortable there. The room had a bunk bed, a fridge, a few basic amenities and a huge window hole towards the headboard of the bed with a sheer drop. This made me even more uncomfortable. The building plan was shaped like an egg with a hollow centre, so from any room you could see the ground floor of the building. A few weeks in I was having a cup of tea and a cigarette on a break. I was sitting alone with no one around me. I kept my cup of tea beside me, talking over the phone. Moments after I looked for the cup to take another sip, and this full ceramic cup had moved two feet further from me. I took the cup and placed it beside me, but again, I saw the cup move out of the corner of my eye. I took the cup, poured the tea and left. When I have long hair, I usually used to sleep with my hair up over the pillow, as it felt very warm otherwise. I laid on my bed with my hair propped up and I started having the feeling that someone was brushing my hair. I immediately looked up and didn't find anyone. I was shaken up and didn't sleep and prayed a lot. I changed the position of the bed the very next day so that the big window was opposite the bed and I covered the hole with a big duvet cover and now the door was in front of the bed. Another few weeks in, I saw the fruit that were being wasted. I decided to pick some fruit from the trees as they were nice. I still found it pretty odd that the hotel could use these fruits instead of wasting them but I got to know why. On the third day that I had decided to pick the fruits, my hair got yanked, but not like a human had pulled my hair or 
that my hair had gotten caught somewhere. But my hair got yanked towards the upper branches of the tree, as if someone or something wanted my attention. I heard a voice as if someone was speaking in my head. Leave the fruits. You've been stealing from me. Don't do it. It won't be good for you. As I started to move away, my hair was yanked so hard that I fell on the back of my head and was concussed. I felt as if someone held my hair and yanked me down. I immediately left the garden and never stayed alone on the hotel campus. By this time, I had a roommate. This night, unfortunately, my roommate had left for her home for a few weeks. I had to fetch water and the water cooler was on the other end of the floor. I started towards the water cooler. As I got outside, I could hear someone walking wearing anklets. I saw a child outside on my floor. Out of curiosity, I asked the child what she was doing there in the dead of night. I saw the child wearing a nice dress, with really beautiful eyes, and she was really cheerful. She answered, I've come to play. I talked to her, and she told me her name, and she said she was the daughter of a worker who was working there. She was getting bored, so she decided to roam around and play. I was parched by this time talking to her. I bid her good night and went ahead to fill the bottle that I'd been carrying. I went to sleep that night thinking nothing of this incident. The next day I went to the guard who was patrolling the property and I asked him about the child who I met the earlier day. I described her dress and her eyes and how cheerful she was. The guard started slowly weeping. He quickly took a picture out of his pocket and showed it to me and asked if this was the girl that I saw. I confirmed it and by this time he had almost broken down. He said that the building that I was staying in When it was being built, a girl fell from the roof and died. She was in the same dress in which I saw her in, and she was his granddaughter. And he said he was the one that found her body the next morning. This had ruffled me a bit, but still I was not scared as she meant no harm. I was thinking about her, and I realised that when I bid her goodbye, I never heard the sound of her anklets leaving. I saw her the same day but this time she was outside my room, not outside my door, but looking in the room, waving through the window over the sheer drop of the fourth floor. I got goosebumps, and this time I talked to her, making her understand that she was not on this earth and she had passed on. She was crying as she wanted to see her granddad. The next day I met the guard. I told him that she wanted to be with him. Everything was good for around a month. One day I was just relaxing in my room, when someone started knocking. I told them to come in, and the knocking stopped. By the time I'd opened the door, I saw no one. I thought of the child and wondered if she'd come back to play. That night, I came back late as I had a night shift. I was absolutely exhausted and too tired to stay up, but my next-door neighbour was creating a ruckus, so much so that I was getting angry. After some time, everything had quietened down. I woke up the next morning, and I saw that the door was hanging by the latch and one flimsy hinge. I had never heard anything. What if someone was pounding on the door? I usually kept my worn clothes and makeup on the top bunk bed and slept on the bottom bunk. As I was drifting off to sleep, I saw the shirt that I was wearing that day was on the floor. Maybe I had left it on the ground, but I had been tired. I heard something drop and found my mascara on the floor. I saw my clothes and knickknacks thrown onto the floor from the top bunk and I was alone in my room and scared, super scared. 
I closed my eyes, covered my ears, trying to get to sleep. I didn't want to move. I was scared to move. I somehow went to sleep and I had a dream. And in that dream, I was in my room and I was looking down at myself. On the top bunk was a girl sitting scared and weeping, as if wanting my attention, asking me for help. She told me her name and about her. She used to work here. She had an affair with a manager who had left her when he had gotten to know that she was pregnant. He just up and left the job, which was quite common in this company, people just up and leaving. She came to know after some time that he was ignoring her. She was allotted this room and she used to sleep on the top bunk bed. Her desire was to tell her parents of her passing and tell her mum that she loved a homemade carrot pudding specially made by her mum. The next day I did some due diligence and checked for details about her to figure out whether she was read or not. Indeed, she was someone who worked here and had this room and people knew of her passing. I called her parents to inform them about her passing. At first, they were reluctant, as exactly pointed out by the ghost lady. But as soon as I mentioned the carrot pudding, they started asking me how did I know her. I gave more details and honest details about her and the more convinced they were. They did puja, that is done after someone's death, and after that she peacefully never came back. Job or no job, there is no way I would be working in that hotel. You are a much braver person than I, because I would find it very difficult. I mean, the first thing being the cup physically moving feet away from you and feeling somebody brushing your hair in the night, that would petrify me. Even though it's it's quite mischievous and playful, you know, both of those actions are, are, are quite mischievous and loving they're not necessarily terrifying but then clearly there is a reason why the hotel people don't use the fruit in the orchard because whatever is in that tree is pulling people's hair and being like don't eat that fruit or I'm going to get you. It seems to be quite a common thread in ghost stories that we receive from different parts of India that the sound of anklets can symbolize the presence of a ghost Now, I might be completely wrong with that, but it just seems to be something that has come up quite regularly in different ghost stories that we've had from different parts of India. And how incredibly sad that that little girl was still knocking around because she wanted to see her granddad. How incredibly sad that she had died so tragically as well. But isn't it weird that you can see these full body apparitions and just not have any concept that it may not have been a real person? And you know what? I'm really glad that you were able to give that girl's family the information that they needed I mean obviously it's not going to be the information that they wanted but at the very least they would be able to perform the funeral rites the funeral rituals that they needed to perform and give some peace to themselves and to her spirit so those things are very important sounds like you did some very important work in that hotel This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number two comes from Anonymous. I just listened to episode 178 about the person who said they could breathe underwater. I got so excited because I'd only ever heard of one other story like this besides my own. I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Texas, moving between Houston and the southern tip many times. When living down by the border, we often went to South Padre Island during the summers as it was the closest. When this incident occurred, the waves were kind of rough but I was also smallish, around 8 or so. I was playing and jumping in the waves with my siblings when a large wave took me out. The undertow was strong and I was caught up in it. I couldn't gain my footing and I was being pulled under and further out. I was starting to panic and my lungs felt like they were going to explode. And then suddenly I couldn't hold my breath anymore. My mouth opened involuntarily and my lungs filled with air. I remember tumbling, seeing sand and shells and water surrounded me. I was so startled it made me pause and relax. Then I was pushed to the surface and was able to swim back to shore. It all happened so quickly that nobody even noticed. I got out of the water and sat on the beach just contemplating what had happened. I was a bit scratched up but otherwise okay. Later in my teenage years I had several reoccurring dreams that involved being able to breathe underwater. The most vivid is that I was walking among the rocks at low tide and my foot became stuck. The tide quickly, like in a matter of a few minutes, came in and closed over my head. Before I drowned, I remembered that I could breathe underwater and I went on adventures exploring the sea and playing with sea turtles. I always attribute these dreams to the incident on the beach when I was eight. Okay, Anonymous. I cannot... I cannot even express how many people have contacted me since I released that episode to say... Yeah, I I've I was able to breathe underwater once as well. I I had an incident where I was like randomly able to breathe underwater. I'm going to say, right, I'm, I'm saying, you know, you wouldn't believe how many people. I'm going to say it was at least 10 people, <laughs> which doesn't seem like an enormous amount of people. But when we're talking about people who can breathe underwater, it seems like a pretty big amount of people to be able to breathe underwater. Like what is going on there? Is it like a trauma response where you think you've taken in a breath? Or is it a, like these people just randomly happen upon an air pocket and that's how they're suddenly able to take in a big deep breath? I don't know. If I find out that some people are just able to breathe underwater and I have not been gifted with that ability, I'm going to be very annoyed. I just think it's so weird, Anonymous and other people who have contacted me, that you are not the only ones. You know, that was a story that I just found on like BuzzFeed or Reddit or somewhere and I thought it was a cool story, kind of glitched in the matrixy, very, very strange. And then all of a sudden these people are emailing me and commenting on my TikToks and whatever saying, hey, I can also breathe underwater or I was able to like instantaneously for a brief moment in time. So weird. And story number three comes from Kieran. I am undecided on if ghosts are a thing. 
but I have had one very strange experience that I cannot explain, so I thought it'd be worth sharing. I was studying for a master's at Lancaster University in 2016 and lived in a student house share that one of my friend's family owned. It was your typical Victorian mid-terraced house on a steep street in Lancaster. There were four of us in the house and one bathroom, which directly adjoined the single room where I was staying. The walls in this part of the house were quite thin, so I could always hear the sound of the chain flushing, the taps running for a bath and the door locking. I could always tell when someone was on the way to the bathroom as there was a small creaky staircase to where my room and the bathroom were located. One average Saturday I had a lazy morning and I fancied a bath before heading out to town. Naturally, just before I went to go into the bathroom, I heard someone coming up the stairs towards the bathroom. I heard them go in, lock the door and start to run a bath. It was unusual for someone else other than me to have a bath, but I thought maybe someone just had the same idea as me and waited patiently for them to do their business. They were in there for bloody ages, at least 40 minutes by this point. So I started to get frustrated and, frankly, started to really need the bathroom. I went downstairs to grab a quick drink and the bathroom door, as expected, was shut. On my way back, I thought they wouldn't necessarily know that I knew someone had been in there for so long, so I just pulled down the handle, knowing full well that it was locked, but hoping that it might give them the hint to hurry the fuck up. It was definitely locked, so I just went back into my room and waited, hoping they would come out soon after. After about an hour of them being in there, I heard the sound of someone getting out of the bath. Then, soon after, the sound of the toilet being flushed. I then heard the door open and the footsteps of someone going down the staircase. I heard a bedroom door close, but couldn't be sure which housemate's bedroom it came from. As soon as I heard that door shut, I was out of my room like a flash and thought it is my time to hog the bathroom. The bath water was still draining out when I went in, and the room had steamed up. I remember being slightly odd as the bath water was clear as if no soap had been used. And sorry to be disgusting, but there were no hairs left in the bath. That had become a characteristic sign that someone else had had a bath when the water drained out. Other than that, I thought nothing else of it and had a nice long bath. I didn't go out in the end as my timings had been messed up by the delay. And to be honest, I just couldn't be arsed. The house was silent all day. I didn't hear any movement at all, which was unusual. It got to about 8pm and the house was all dark. There was no light coming from under anyone's doors or no sign of life. I messaged a friend who I had suspected had the bath to ask them if they were in that evening to watch some TV in the front room. They replied saying that they were at their parents' home in Devon having left early that morning before I woke up. I then messaged another housemate who said they were also away with family since before that day. That left only one culprit for the bathroom hogging, who I already found a bit irritating and wouldn't just message out of the blue about watching TV. As I hadn't heard anything in the house since the bedroom door closed, I messaged one of the housemates who were away to moan about the person being away. Their reply, frankly, shits me up. They said that the only remaining housemate who it could have been was at their girlfriend's house in Nottingham and had been for a few days and that was the only other person who could have been in the house that day. I got an instant chill and thought, who the fuck was in the bathroom? To this day, I have no explanation, but it was not someone who lived in that house. I called my partner and then my mum, who were freaked out by it, but said not to worry as there was probably a simple explanation. I had to sleep alone in that house that night, 
but didn't hear or experience anything strange again apart from being scared shitless. I've still got no explanation for this and I've not experienced anything like it since. My friend lives in this house still and has never experienced anything that they have made me aware of. So there we go. That is my one strange experience where I may or may not have heard a ghost have a bath and take a shit. What an absolutely bizarre little story. Just got to say, Kieran, you're very lucky you don't live with me because I spend anywhere between an hour and two hours in the bath at a time. I'm pretty sure that when I die, I will be like your bath ghost, that that's what my residual energy will be. It'll just be me running a bath and then emptying the bath two hours later. I think it would be a lot easier to explain this away, right, if you just heard the sounds, if there wasn't the physical evidence in the bathroom as well, that somebody had been in there, run the bath, that the whole room was steamed up and they'd let the bath water out and you heard it happening. Also, I think that it, it would also be equally as freaky to say that, you know, somebody had been in the house and used the bathroom and gone for a bath or whatever. But like you said, there would be evidence that somebody had been in the bath, whether that was soap, hairs, whatever it is, or whether there would be like residual suds left over or the water wouldn't be as clear as it would be if nobody had gotten into the bath. I mean, I really don't know what to tell you because I feel like most of the time with residual energy stories where you hear footsteps or you hear people walking up and down, that's all it is. It's just a sound. It's an echoing sound. It's not somebody physically filling a bath and then emptying the bath an hour later. But listen, there's positives to take away from this, which is that whatever ghost was going on in your house, at least there was good hygiene standards going on too. Thank you so much to Sorev, Anonymous and Kieran for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. 